0: Category, make sure to go sign up for that. That's going to be a, a good event. I believe that is next Saturday, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Next Sunday is the 13th, and that is Youth Sunday, and so that's awesome. That's going to be a wonderful time, and that'll be in the evening time. The 14th is Ladies United Fellowship, and that is also in the four year. The sign up sheet for that is also in the four year, so make sure, ladies, to sign up for that. The twenty second is Tuesday night midweek service. So the twenty third is that Wednesday, and then the twenty fourth is Thanksgiving. So just Wednesday, we won't be having service. It'll be on Tuesday, the twenty second. So make sure y'all have that down. If you show up on the twenty third, you might see Pastor, but he might be hanging out with his grandkids and he's eating some turkey. So um, don't 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 go approach him for anything. And then the 27th is our mission pledge deadline. And so make sure you get that turned in before the 27th or on the 27th. If you would, please stand with me. In Galatians 6, it's the verse of the day, verse 9. It says, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I love the mornings when the verse of the day matches up with some sort of thing that I can say. Because it's I feel like it's just God's little gift to myself or Stephen. And he's like, Here you go. You don't have to I'm not gonna stress you out today. Here's the verse of the day. Take that and run with it. And so I love this verse, Galatians 6, verse 9. It says, Let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So don't get tired coming to the Lord with your praises. Don't get tired coming into the Lord's house with everything that you have. Because in due season, in God's timing, you will be rewarded. And that's much better than any of our timing. That's much better than anything that we could ever construe. And so if you would, please stand with us this morning and worship. And let's praise God with everything that we have.
1: rising from the ashes there's an enough... through you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
2: D.W. Hush Lois Weems Dennis Shannon Billy Bolton Brother and Sister Dickie, Monica Helm Loretta Edwards Brother and Sister Bristow Brother and Sister Proctor Brother and Sister Trinado Chaplain Steve Gibbs George and Mildred Pratt and we had uh, just given our praises to God and now is the time and the opportunity to give our needs to god it's a lot easier sometimes to give our praises to god but then hold on to our needs and walk into our week still hurting and still battling and still struggling but we have given our praises to god we know that the deliverer is here and now is our opportunity to give our needs give our burdens because just like scripture calls us to give our praises he calls us to cast our burdens onto him, onto the altar, onto God, and give it to him. And so we have the opportunity for you to come to the front, be anointed with oil by ministers, and give your burdens to God this morning. Father, I thank you for what you can do and what you will do. I pray that you move on every single need in this place this morning. Move on every financial need, every physical need, every spiritual and emotional need. God, you are the God that can move. Can deliver and that can restore, and I pray that you have your way and we get out of the way. In Jesus' name,
3: Jesus. Amen. you will keep. Oh God, Moses! Oh God, the one who opened up the ocean. I need you now to do the same thing for me. Oh God, for me. Oh God, my God, I need. Oh, God, my God, I need you now. I need you now. Oh, rock, oh rock of ages. I'm standing on your faithfulness. On your face.
4: Oh, God.
1: You are the same God. You
4: were providing then. You are providing now. You. Are...
0: foundation is built upon you, God. The rock, the strong foundation that doesn't move. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Before we take our offering, Sister Formby would like myself to to give a thanks and a great appreciation and gratefulness for all the prayers, all the things sent to her while she was mourning and while she was going through the loss of a loved one and so from her to the church she wanted to say thank you and we all love Sister Formby a lot I know for one I do and if I do then I know a lot of you, you guys do as well this time we have the ushers come to take the tithing offering I love the verses it, it blanks on my mind right now where God talks of the illustration of building a house on sand and then building a house upon the rock. And he, he, he speaks of the parable and he uses, he said, when a storm comes, much like, you know, this past weekend. He says, when the storm comes, you know, what happens to the house that was on the sand? It's a foundation that is sh- shaky. It's a foundation that can be moved whenever adversity comes. Whenever winds blow, whenever rain falls, the foundation shakes. And of course, you know, a lot of the carpenters in here, I'm sure you know. A lot of the handymen in here. If a house has a shaky foundation or one that is shiftable or one that is immovable, then the house crumbles the house begins to have cracks in it. And eventually, over time, the house falls. So I love that song, and I love the verse. And it says, build your house upon the rock, that rock being God. So then whenever you go through something like Sister Formy went through, whenever you go through losing your job, whenever you go through marital problems, the house doesn't move. The house stays firm. The house doesn't even begin to have cracks in it because the foundation is set. The foundation is solid. Is it immovable? It cannot be broken. And I love that so much and I love the song. And I'm so grateful and I'm so grateful for the church family that helps strengthen that foundation. Whenever we go through those problems, we have a brother or sister in church. And that's why we go to church that says, hey, I'm here for you. That's what the prayer is at the front. and so the ministers anoint you with oil, and so your brothers and sisters say, hey, right here, this hand. It's not because we think we're greater than you right now. It's not because we think we have some sort of spiritual authority in your life, but it's because it's here to say, hey, I'm here to help lift you up. And I would, I would you know, this might be a little biased, but I would say that our church is the best at that. And that's something I really take a lot of pride in and I'm very proud of the church that I go to. And that all happens, you know, starts with the pastors and it trickles its way down. So I'm very grateful and I'm very grateful for the rock that we stand upon. God, I pray that you would bless each and every person here today. I pray that you would touch each and every one of our minds, each and every one of our bodies, Lord. I pray that you would heal, heal our mentals. I pray that you would hear our physical bodies. God, I pray that you would heal whatever we would be going through right now. God, touch each and every one of us financially, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus' name, I plead your blood over this offering. Amen.
3: I have this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness of God The steel and tide the store, The promise of the shore I trust the power of your word Enough to seek your kingdom first Beyond the peril Beyond the ocean waves
5: We are thrilled to have a part in the glory of the Lord. Somebody's outside helping us. but it can work. (laughs)
4: You
5: know who that is? Let's take advantage of this moment. Pray one for another, not necessarily laying hands on. But then I want us to pray for our city that we will have an ear to hear those that are knocking. It won't sound like that knock. It'll be question marks. Father, thank you for refreshing us and reminding us that the knock on the door from this world, from each other, is a very important part of life. I thank you today for the glory of the Lord that never stops. From the righteousness of God always appealing to us. We vent ourselves to you today via this interruption and glorious interruption. Thank you today Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's thank him for never giving up on our city. Thank you for never giving up on our county. Thank you for never giving up on our children. Thank you for always having some way to alert us that there are needs that we're not aware of. Oh, let's praise him for his goodness and mercy, his righteousness and peace, of which there is no end. Thank you today. Thank you today. While you're just sitting there, I want you to look around at your brother and sisters because the life you live is a lighter, a light of written record. It's greater than your voice. It's greater than your clothing. The life you live helps brothers and sisters to be strengthened. Because some of you, they don't know how you make it. And then you turn around and you see somebody and you don't know how they make it. And it's interruptions like this that begin to create waves of glory. And waves of rhythmic Glorious relationships. So that was, he and I had talked last night about uh, persons that used to go to our church and I found a picture of them about a a little over a year ago and I sent it to Brother Matt because he was directly responsible for them and I'm sure that, and I got a response from them that they plan to see you at some point before long. So God is just moving across this whole place. Every prayer you've prayed may not be answered like you thought. So don't miss the idea that God comes in unusual ways. His righteousness and glory to perform. And uh, and so it is that so often we we, th- we think we can tell how it should happen when God tells how it will happen. But he is going to respond to every prayer. It's wonderful to be able to have special time with people in this church. Uh, you're, uh, hopefully you read the note on the pamphlet because I don't want to take a lot of time, but it, your response creates a responsibility to a pastor and uh and it's right uh it's better to give than to receive the bible said and so i'm going to give you everything i can from god's word and you give me so many things spiritually and physically and uh honoring my wife and i as pastor and wife of this assembly is is no small thing and so I want you to know that we never take that kind of thing for granted. I'd like to move into the word of the Lord today. It's uh it's imperative that we have knowledge. He said, My people are gone into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. So you can know. 20 things about him and lack the knowledge you need that would be the next line for your dimensional living in Christ. And so most people, once they get sort of involved in a local assembly, regardless of the category or the name, they tend to settle down and just want to get what they want. But the enlarging our coast that comes from the biblical term, that was a straight out of the book, enlarge my coast, means the parameters of receiving will create constant change until you actually keep receiving more abundant life, until you actually go through the grave and into the glory of the Lord. So it's, it's so easy to t- teach about ten things and, and get that down, and certainly we have a right to shout over one thing that God does. He applauds us with more as we praise Him. And so praising Him in spirit and in truth is a very critical knowledge. And so he said, my people are in captivity because of a lack of knowledge. And Paul illustrates the freedom that real knowledge has that you could be incarcerated in the flesh. You could be damned by all of the people around you. You could embrace the stripes like Jesus uh, experienced and still be living in victory and glory. And the Lord is my shepherd. I shall never want He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they protect me. It is every bit essential that there be a minister in a pulpit that not only encourages us but disciplines us that's not the fun part of parenting some parents don't discipline their children because they don't they didn't enjoy the discipline when they grew up and so they vowed they would not spank their children then you got the other side of it some of them just beat weight till they can't take no more and then they nearly shoot them and kill them. That's not a godly discipline. But discipline is imperative in a generation like we're going through. You are living in a day when it doesn't make any difference. You have perverts and pulpits even in Lamar County. And we want to be at ease in Zion and just do our little Pentecostal thing? Not going to happen on the shift here. He said it's high time. Paul said it's high time to awaken. For now, there's a now in every generation. What happens is we always, if we're not careful, look back at the generation when he was talking to the church at Rome. And he's telling them... It's high time to awaken. When you read the book of Romans and see some of the things that were happening there, you can understand why he stood up and cracked the whip, so to speak. And he said, it's time you to wake up. In other words, look around and see what's happening to your neighbors. They're not going up. They're going downhill. That's what he's wanting them to awaken to. They had all kind of problems in their Families. High time to awaken. He didn't, that wasn't the only thing he preached, but it was one of the great things he aroused in them. Hey, it's time you get sensitive to the fact that the climate is changing in your city. The love of many shall wax cold. Church going doesn't mean as much to them as it used to worshiping and praying before church doesn't mean as much as it used to getting a burden and a passion for lost souls doesn't mean as much as it used to that's what I call a need for a spiritual climate control where the pastor says look we've got to turn the heat up where the evangelist says look we've got to get our enthusiasm up the glory of the Lord says come unto me and I will make you I will re. Assess, make you means transform in you the, meet the need of the hour you're going through. So what we're going through today is is a very simple but powerful study that the Lord gave me last week. But last week, I guess it was. God is a spirit. Somebody say a spirit. There's no spirit that rivals His. They have tried to run that spirit out of town many times over, and it just don't happen. Whenever God knocks on the door of your heart, He typically knocks with a trouble. He knocks with a desire. And you'll hear He say, You know, I knew I should have done that. You know, uh, you'll say, I... I, you know, I I felt like I thought I ought ought to do that. The devil's not going to encourage you to do anything good. So guess who's knocking? Every good and perfect gift cometh from above, the Father, or the source. Somebody say source. When every time you read in the Bible the word Father, you're talking about source. It's not another human. Mary did not have a physical image. Why men think they can turn the word Father into a physical image is beyond me. When the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord touched her. And she was with child. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. I'm telling you that you don't have to be the most learned according to the world It's learning the word of God that produces the knowledge of freedom and power and righteousness and joy and the fruit of the spirit. And when the fruit of the spirit is growing, you're going to know it because you will sense people's knowing on your information. They will be thrilled or they will run. So. It is a very imperative that we know that God is a spirit. And God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Okay? So God is a spirit. The Bible says it so declaratively. I I am amazed that people try to make him a, a, a human being. God is a spirit. Is that very hard to understand? I mean, I don't see how you could get around that because you can feel the spirit of people without them being there. All you got to do is remember what they said last. Ladies and gentlemen, God was in Christ reconciling to the world to not themselves. There's no plural there. To himself. 2 Corinthians five nineteen through 21. If you want to write that down so you can study it later, I put it up there for that. I know most of you trust me anyhow, but uh, I wanted to put the area where you can read it. Somebody say God is. God was, God is, and God is forever. Is is not something over there and something over here. God is. He is in this room monitoring your heart via angels and via the spirit that is rising up in your spirit as you hear his voice. Have you ever talked to your wife and she recognized the spirit of it real quick? And she said, I don't have time for that. Some of you hadn't been married long. Ladies and gentlemen, life is real relevant. When your children ask you over and over again and you've to- told them several times over and then they get mad or do whatever, it's not, it's not always, but occasionally you just send them to the couch to sit mute. Because they're getting on your nerves because you've tried to tell them it's just not going to happen right now. Popsicles are tomorrow. God knows what you have need of right now. And he has a table set for the needs that are going on in our community. And as a church body, as we come together in the spirit of unity and faith under the direction of the word of God... Then we are becoming a army, an army, and the Bible said one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. If you take it another level, you're at a hundred thousand, ladies and gentlemen. We can send some disappointment scurrying. We can send some faithlessness scurrying. We can produce a well of water springing up out of us of, of faith and courage and uh, confidence and love of God and love and neighbor. And we can change the atmosphere of this thing by a total trust. I'm leaning on the everlasting arm. I'm not I'm feeling the pressure out there, but I got a place to put my pressure. And now I'm resting in the arms of the Messiah. I am letting the real responsible one for this whole show take care of all, what I can't take care of. And so I'm leaning on Jesus. Leaning on Well, you can't just lean on him now. Because he's up in heaven, but he left his word, which he said the wor- in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God, and the word is God. And so God is an ever present. God is somebody say God is. I'm telling you, the word is. And study the word. Show the self approved of God. Study the word of God to show yourself approved of God. There is no weapon formed against that word. That word is going to penetrate every dark void. It is going to ten- penetrate every every hurt feeling. It is going to penetrate every weak confidence. It is going to come to pass. He said in the last days, the word of God is going to be a sure foundation. And those that stand upon the foundation are going to be a strong and mighty tower. And the righteous are going to run into it. And they're going to find safety in that house where the people of God trust in God. And they have confidence in God. And they can quote the word of God to the devil or whoever else needs it. Can we praise him just for the door being open? Thank you, Father. Thank you have a fabulous door. And we want you to know we can't appreciate you opening the door enough. God created all things For his pleasure. I told you that he let Satan Lucifer in the garden for a reason. And he's let him loose in your world for a reason. He will never force you to be his bride. You have a choice to serve flesh or to serve the Spirit of God. That's a choice. I would like to make people live for God. I press the mark as high as I can to press people to live for God. But I really want to live a life that would be appealing to them. And that's what the Bible said is a light. You're living in a world in the which that I'll do what I want to do. Nobody's going to tell me how to live my life. And you're right. Because I've preached to some of those people, and they couldn't take truth. They'd rather have a lie and the confidence of flesh. And I'm not going to knock them. I'm just telling you what has happened in my life. I'm going to still reach for them just like Jesus reached for me when I turned my back on him. When I would not obey him. When I didn't care about the things that I should have cared about. But once I found out that his love went beyond my pitifulness and could correct my weakness, I found out he's worth dancing for. I found out he's worth praising with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because the Bible said he pitches a tent and dwells where people praise him. That's a wonderful, wonderful realization. So Revelation 4 and 11 and Ephesians 3 and 9 teach us some things that are very important. God is an ever-present help. If you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, call on me, he said, and I will hear thee. Then he don't stop there. He said, and I will answer thee. What a God. And you can't find a friend that sticketh closer than that. You can't find a friend that can honor life greater than that you cannot find a money bag that can do more for you than the bag of the nine fruit of the Spirit can do for you. Ladies and gentlemen, our homes are suffering from the fruit of the Spirit in America. America is in a drought with cash flowing like crazy. So we're understanding that the cash flow is not doing the job it's not putting marriages together it's not putting child parent relationship together there's only one hope for America and that is in God we trust and we don't lean to our own understanding we lean on the word of God the spirit of truth and the preaching of the word and we don't forsake ourselves getting together because as we look around and see others that have joined it the Bible said where one can put a thousand to flight two can put ten thousand to flight where two or three are gathered together in my name I will make a show and I will give glory to that absolute happening I'm not teaching and preaching just to hear myself teach and preach I'm I'm against hell I'm against those demons out yonder and if I can encourage you to become a light we're going to transform this area into a lit up place where righteousness and peace and joy are the declarative of the school system of the people that are in government. I'm telling you, this thing's not gonna stop. It's gonna end in a big collision. One day again, just like the cross and the Christ in the grave, and suddenly no empty. I mean, no one in the grave, it's empty. What a God. So preach the word. Pastor's responsibility is not entice the people. Preach the word. It's a responsibility. Receive ye me. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me. So send I you. Somebody say, I want to be sent. You don't have to say it out loud. Just say it to yourself. I want to be sent. But I don't want to go with an empty bag with no bread in it. I don't want to go with a wine skin with no wine in it. That's what he, he makes a little ridicule. Ridicule about there. He said, uh, you, you, you know, he said, You don't just say uh, when somebody comes to you and says, Man, I'm starving to death and my marriage is in trouble. I said, Wait, man, just go away and be poor. That's in your Bible. Somebody comes to you and said, I'm hungry. And you said, Well, man, I tell you what, God's going to bless you. Be no, no, no. Dig it out of the pantry. This is the place, the storehouse of God. And so you get your pantry full or your brain full and your heart full and you go out there in the streets and some vagabond comes up and knocks on the door and says, you idiot you! what do you go to church for? And you say, well, man, I'm glad you asked. I heard you guys talk in tongues and the aisles and I never seen that unless I had a ball game or a drunk house. Come and get unified. This is where it comes to bring people together. Because they all begin to come to this pivot point of Jesus Christ, the blood, and the sacrificial lamb. And I don't care those people on that side and those people on that side. When they get to Jesus, we become one body and one bride and one people that's called the church of the living God. And that suddenly that one people all of a sudden are going to come, hallelujah, flying out of that flesh. And your spirit is going to get a new body and get this old one left by And someday soon, from his throne on high, I will hear his welcome cry. My weary heart shall rejoice in that day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to do some shouting. I know because I have a hope inside of me. And the Bible said we're saved by hope. Hallelujah. And hope maketh not a shame. Hope doesn't leave you naked and lacking. Hope gives you the courage and the confidence and the realization. i got a new spirit I wish somebody would stand and praise him like he deserves it you're not praising me you're praising him because of that spirit that's within you that hope that lies within you God we want you to look down in Paris Texas uh, and know that we are opening the doors for the river of life to flow through us in our voice hallelujah hallelujah And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. I just get amazed when it's in everybody's Bible and they try to get that word out of it. I mean, that was his whole purpose for coming in the flesh. His whole purpose was to create a new bloodline that the first Adam fouled up. That's why he's called the second Adam, is because he created a whole new bloodline that at the name of Jesus, that's why there is neither is there salvation in any other name. And that's why the devil tries to distract from the name and just use the word Father or Son or Holy Ghost as an individual counterpart. No, no, no. The fullness of the Godhead is in him. His name represents the fullness or the completeness of a new bloodline. And when you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, you get baptized under the authority of the power over hell over the things of this world it's not about joining Pentecostalism it's about a faith in the bloodline it's about a faith in Jesus Christ and let every man that nameth the name of God depart from iniquity and walk in righteousness and it ought to be a joy unspeakable and full of glory to wear the crown of life every day Oh, I wish some of you men would just stand up and praise him. Lead your family in this stuff. Let's let them know we're standing strong. We're not weakening the court. We're strengthening the court. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look a little further. James 2 and 20 through 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead... Can you imagine? Uh, could could you pose as a corpse? Yeah, that'd be a good place. How much do you think he can do for you? You just pass by him every day in the bed, babe. And says, "Poor Stephen. Fortunately, his UPC." Well, did he get the trash out? No, as the body without the spirit, he's dead. That's so good. Did he, kiss you? No, he, he was tired. <laughs> did he help you get things done around the trash bin? No, I'll tell you what, he's just been so tired lately. He just can't make church and worship and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, he's so worn out. He's just a corpse. As the body without the spirit, it's dead. Don't you let people mess with your brain about worshiping the Lord. Mary, the mother of Jesus, if we get that far, will show you that she was one of the first tongue talkers. And the people looked at her and said, are these people drunk with wine as you suppose, supposed seeing it is?" but the... Third hour of the day? No, no, no. This is that which was spoken of all the way back from an old boy named Joel in the the book of Joel, the second chapter. And he threw his voice over into a future and said, At that day, every knee shall bow, and and the glory of the Lord shall come, and they shall be filled with the Spirit. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord got on this corpse, and he come flying off the platform and dancing and saying baby I'm home that's it get her up man get her up that's what we're about to do for this city we the church of the living God are not going to make our boast that we go to the house of God we're going to make our boast on the courtroom uh, hallelujah of this world and say let me tell you something he's alive he's alive he's alive he's alive do you know, because he's with me in the morning, he's with me at noon, he's with me in trouble, he's with me in the tiring times,
6: he's God.
5: one of the greatest joys you've got is to get the Holy Ghost because the Bible said in Acts 1 and 8 you shall receive power. You shall. You don't have to wait on anybody else to enjoy life. You don't have to wait on a crowd to enjoy life. Just get up and get with it. Get up and get with it. Let it flow. Let the glory go. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord all over this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Must have got beyond. Would any of us try to avoid the Word of God? Well, I'm seeing many pick and choose which Scripture they want. When the Bible declares all Scripture is given by the Lord, watch this part of it and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, rebuke. It's profitable. When it turns into an unprofitable thing is when faith is lacking. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. And as I tried to illustrate earlier and in the last week and in the bulletin, I I, want to say it again. I looked at those cards again just yesterday. And that's probably one of the reasons I'm preaching as hard as I am. Because I'm going to study harder. I'm not willing for you, your kids, or your friends to go to hell. I've tasted a little bit of hell. The Bible said hell hath torment. So if you've ever been tormented, you've tasted a little bit of it. So you don't have to wonder how it's going to be. And I tried to preach to you, you can endure hell. All you got to do is read Luke 16, and you'll find out what it'll be like in hell. Your life is going to go on. Don't think for one minute as you pass out here and you don't feel anything that that's the way hell is going to be. No, no, no. Read your book. Read Luke 16, and he described God doesn't leave anything out. I mean, from David killing bears and lions tormenting foes that seem so massive that you can't think that you can overcome it those are metaphors those are physical metaphorical things that you look at and you understand the only the love of god for those sheep put the anointing in david's hand to slay a bear and a lion And that's what the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the authority of the name of Jesus, when you receive that name by faith and you get baptized into Christ Jesus, the water's not what does it. It is your faith and faith without works is dead. So you activate your faith by going in there in front of a crowd or or by yourself, whatever. But before the Lord Jesus I take your name above every name. I get your name above my name. I I take your name Name because your name has authority. Your name has wisdom. Your name has spirit. Your name has the glory. And I praise your name. And I worship your name. And when I go to your house, I praise your name. And I sing about your name. And I enjoy others singing about your name. And I tell my neighbors what your name is doing. I tell my friends what your name is doing. It's putting the authority in my voice. Get behind me, Satan. You know where you live. I know where I live. And I've got the authority to come over you and to be stronger than you and to be more powerful than you through the Word of God. Because the Word of God is a sure foundation that cannot be shaken. I'm preaching to somebody today. You've been looking
6: for a good place to live. it in Jesus.
5: Oh, hallelujah. Well, it looks like I got a little ahead of myself. But I want you to see it. Because you remember 90% of what you see and do as opposed to 30% only. And this is the scientific rationalization from the world. You'll only remember 10 to 30%. Some have reached 60%. But that's about a maximum for what you hear. But doing the word, you will remember 90%. Acting upon things. So be ye doers of the word is the more critical for the more powerful. Pray without ceasing. You can't go around praying. all that. Particularly if you close your eyes. You run into your boss eventually.
6: Is that what
5: you on job? No, no, no. Go ahead and open your eyes. Pray is just relationship with Jesus. It's an exchange of spiritual virtues and values. So whether your eyes are closed or whether you're in a a prayer position or whatever, and you really need to know his ringtone because the devil is a very good ventriloquist. Satan Is a liar. Is the part of it. And that's why you need to study. To show yourself approved. Because he'll tell you. It don't make any difference. If you do this or do that. It don't make any difference. What the preacher says. You just have your own life. And we are obligated. I am feeling terribly bad. For some people. That. Their preacher just preaches a little bitty circle and tells them they grab one word out of the Bible that says saved or save and they try to build their whole world on that one place. Here's what the book says. All scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof. It's a bigger bigger foundation than just like shake a preacher's hand my my uncle will not go to a church because that's what they told him You're, you're saved now shake my hand and everything's okay well he went out and still had marital problems still had problems with his own self and still had all kind of other hell breaking loose he didn't find the joy that was joy unspeakable and full of glory. He didn't find a sure foundation to build the rest of his life on. He didn't find that because he went to church after church. I'm not talking about a parenthetical thing that I would just imagine. I'm talking about real people that are in my life and I'm not willing that with God because he said I'm not willing that any should perish. I am going to reach everybody so everybody in this church house and everybody outside the church house is going to get a chance to live. For Jesus, the author and finisher. But you don't have to turn him down at the top line of the doctrine. You can just... That's all. And after he's done that three times, you have already pushed him away too many. That's why you'd want to be sensitive. And he said, if your hand offends you, cut it off. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. And if your foot offends you, cut it off. He's not trying to get you to maim your body. He's trying to tell you how sensitive my voice is. Because I will come to you in a day of need. I will come to you in a day of trouble. And when you're troubled, that's what you want to be able to hear the voice of the Master. Or that's why you want to have studied the Word of God. Because the Word of God is a sure foundation. And the world, the devil, can't destroy that foundation. If he could have, he would have already done it over 1,900 years ago. But he can't get rid of that name. He cannot get rid of that Holy Ghost. He cannot get rid of the blood. And there is a day when suddenly the door shall be closed because Jesus Christ is the door, and he's going to take his church out. And when he gets his church out of this thing, I'm talking about a free-for-all like you've never seen. If you think this world is in a mess now, you don't want to be here when the door shuts. And that's why we go see the Noah's Ark. And we see that. And I, I marvel that the church world The church world. When that door closes in Noah's Ark in Branson, Missouri. And they have people out there screaming and beating on that door. And they don't open it. And there's only eight in there. And there's hundreds out there screaming and beating on the door. No, his mercy is for a while. And it endures through all generations. So every generation is going to have a chance to turn him down and do what my brother here just did for me. Pushed it away. I don't need church. I don't need a preacher. I got a Bible. The Bible said the preaching of the word produces faith. Later in the letters to the church of Asia, corrections were ministered. That's why you have a big final part of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, develop your faith. The book of Acts, you engage your faith. That's where you get born again. That's where you get baptized in the name of Jesus. You speak in the uh, the tongues with the Holy Ghost coming into your life. It's a big deal. You did it. And, 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 you know, some of you haven't been here, but have, have you ever heard anybody curse? Raise your hand if you haven't. Now, did they ever bless you when they cussed you? use blankety blank. I know I'm not, not supposed to know any of those words but I I'm familiar with them I've never seen anybody blessed by a good cussing. not even the donor but I've never seen anybody hurt by speaking like a baby that's an infant that don't know English German French hold that baby up we're just glad it's here Not even an old grandma has deaf ears. That baby crying, it's hurting. The daddy says it's hurting. The mama says it's hungry. The interpretation is the realization of the spirit of the cry. That baby just crying because its diaper's wet. Have y'all figured out the difference yet? Can y'all tell basically when it needs its time? She doesn't get caught up in that baby all of a sudden. Disconnect. Ladies and gentlemen, the daddy says the baby is mad, the mother says the baby's wet. That's the beauty of the church, the mother of us all. The church.
2: Realizes
5: that the world is angry. It's just mad. Can't get its way. The church realizes. And the church don't go kill the prospect. The church goes to the prospect. I said, man, will not you come eat with supper with us? My wife's a good cook. Is She? Are yours, oh, okay, so you probably won't mind having Bill and Monica over sometime then. <laughs> I don't believe in playing games with this stuff. It's your life. You're going to live somewhere, Leah. You can bear the burden. I've whipped some myself. I know it feels bad to lose a mate. But isn't it good to have some friends in a bus? And you know that old bus, he he had it drug in from McAllister or somewhere up yonder where we all rented cars to make the rest of the trip. Aren't y'all glad to see the Silver Eagle back out there? (laughs) Boy, we were nervous as a termite on a yo-yo. But we made it, and we're going to make it. But the bus may fail. But the blood don't. And that's why as we stand together. If you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus. And if you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you again. The promise is unto you. And to your children. Even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. He's calling somebody today. And so the Acts, the second chapter, after the first chapter, and I had that down in the rest of the notes, but time got away. I I want us to have time for an altar service. I want us to be sure and come early for prayer tonight. If ever we needed to hear the body of believers praying, if we have an overflow in the prayer room, uh, I, I trust that you'll feel free to go into the children's area. But I am believing when Zion travails, sons and daughters are going to be born. And we have a city of wonderful people. They don't need us pushing and shoving on them. They need a testimony of what the Holy Ghost is doing in your life. We have approached it with a lot of zeal. But the Bible said sometimes you do it with zeal and not knowledge. We're going with knowledge and zeal. We're going to go to them and make a friend just as Jesus did. He made friends of thousands by being nice to them. He fed them fish and loaves before he fed them the new birth. We're on our way, world. We realize the predicament we're in. Making unto yourselves friends of the unrighteousness of mammon is the call of the Spirit. To the body of believers have fun with your friends but don't leave the world out get them to your house too or go to their house don't give them a full, full Bible study until they do what the Bible people did tell us what meaneth this those questions are serious serious But they've got to find somebody that's living a life that is more in victory, more in sync. And some of that knowledge is missing. And he said, my people are going into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. Not of a lack of spirit. Not a lack of truth. Knowledge. Knowledge is the ability to disseminate truth. Put it together with another truth. And then make a muscle that can lift a heavy load. Would you sing? This altar's open for those that would come. Doesn't mean you need the Holy Ghost. You just want to pray for the lost. You just want to be a prayer warrior. If you need the Holy Ghost or want the Holy Ghost or you want to be baptized, but all over this building, I ask you to at least take the next six to seven minutes and let's pray. Feel free to sit. Feel free to kneel. But let's pray. It's only 1120 We've been here a little over an hour, and if you've got time for football this afternoon, you've got time to pray. That's right.
6: In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I bring the blood of the Lamb. Pray for one another all over the building, if you will. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. We're going to touch the hem of his garment this week. We're going to have virtue flowing all over our city this week. That's right. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, by the glory of the resurrection, we gladly join the parade. We surrender ourselves to the work of the Word, the work of the Holy Ghost, the authority of a name that above love everything.
5: That side, those of you that are in the center, pray for the ones in front of you. And this people, if you will, praise for the, the ones over there. And we're uh, uh, those on the altar. You'll pray for the ones out the west. I'm in mean the east. Father, we pray over this city, over this county, over our nation. We bring the blood, the name of Jesus Christ into our own heart, into our own thought patterns, so that we can be a true light to those who sit in darkness those who are in confusion about what is going on in the world of salvation and the redemption of the blood. I'm crying out to you for the word of the Lord to rise up in this hour and cause the glory of the Lord to move into the heart, the mind, and the soul, the hands and the feet of everyone around here that we declare the resurrection to be the way of the life eternal. In the name of Jesus. God bless you today let's go forth out of this building with a confidence and a faith he's alive he's alive he's alive, he's alive. and he's coming back god bless you and thank you again
4: need you don't forget
5: about the service tonight you're gonna to be thrilled gonna be a great one
4: I'm on your all on your control hey, hey, hey.